Welcome to Goop Tales, a storytelling podcast for children created to ignite your imagination, broaden your horizons, and introduce you to different cultures and exotic animals, while also sparking important conversations about character traits. If you haven't already joined our raffle contest, now's your chance. Just visit gooptails.com forward slash Halloween for a chance to get on a 30-minute video call with me where we are going to brainstorm ideas for your goop name, places your goop can go, items they can carry, what they're wearing, their poem. And if you win this contest, your story is guaranteed to go live on our Halloween special. So why don't you just pause right now and go sign up while it's fresh in your mind. It's free to join and it will only take you two minutes. Just go to gooptails.com forward slash Halloween. <laughs> Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 95. I don't know, and the Medusas of the Basilica Cistern. I'm Maria Calancini, the founder and creator of Goop Tales. And today's story was inspired by a suggestion from Mina, who wrote in and gave this description for a goop called, I don't know. And this is what Mina said. He says, I don't know all the time. He wears a light green shirt, dark green pants, a blue hat, and white shoes. And also, he carries a question mark on a piece of paper. He visits the Basilica Cistern in Istanbul. It's a very dark place filled with water. Well, thank you, Mina, for that suggestion. I did not know about the Basilica Cistern, and I loved researching it, and it was a great place to base a goop tale because it's eerie and mysterious, but very beautiful. And to see our drawing for I Don't Know and the real photos from the Basilica Cistern in Turkey, just go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 95. And you can also download I Don't Know's coloring page so you can color along as you listen to the story. Now, in the last episode of Goop Tales, we met Laughalina, a joyful goop who loves to laugh. One summer day, she laughed a little too hard while jumping into a lake and dropped right into the Atlantis Aquaventure water park in China. There, she met a helpful talking sign that told her she would need to go down the Leap of Faith water slide. But the water slide was so tall and Laughalina was scared. However, she knew it was the only way to escape Bob, the lifeguard. So she overcame her fear, went down the leap of faith, and landed right back in Goop World. She couldn't wait to tell her friend, I don't know, 
about her day at the water park. But he was at the Basilica Cistern beneath Istanbul. Keep listening to find out how he landed there and what he needs to do to get home. Episode 95, I Don't Know, and the Medusas of the Basilica Cistern. If ever a goop had a funny way, a way that would make you laugh and play, it was young I Don't Know, who seemed not to have a care. When he was around, there was hocus pocus in the air. But if you ever asked him to be precise, he would say, I don't know, and have to think more than twice. Chapter One Once upon a time, there was a very carefree young goop boy named I don't know. He seemed not to have a worry in the world and never took anything too seriously. I don't know, had a life filled with laughter and merriment, and he loved it just like that. Of course, this type of attitude attracted many of the other goops who loved to join in the festivities that seemed to follow I don't know around. I don't know had a way of turning challenging situations into fun ones without even realizing it. There once was a time when a holiday party was supposed to take place at school during Miss Wigglebutt's class, but it got canceled because Miss Wigglebutt fell ill and couldn't make it. I don't know wasn't informed of this, so he dressed up in his best holiday outfit, grabbed a tin of sprinkled holiday cookies, and headed for class. As he was going into the classroom, Yelcom spotted him and yelled, Where are you going? Isn't the party canceled? I don't know, just shrugged his shoulders and said, I don't know. And then he sauntered merrily into the classroom. Yelcom was intrigued. So he followed, I don't know, into the classroom where he saw him setting beautifully shaped star cookies on every desk. Yelcom immediately turned around and yelled into the hallway, Calling all goops! The party in Miss Wigglebutt's class isn't canceled! Come one, come all! At this, the goops came flying into the classroom. Lummy Pride pushed his way to the front, followed by Sassy Lass and Goblet. And then the rest of the goops. The party was on. And all because, I don't know, had no idea that it wasn't. He had gone into one of his, I don't know, trances, and he didn't even realize what he was doing. This was what the rest of the goops loved about, I don't know. His sense of ease and his ability to break boundaries without even realizing it. 
Adano always carried around a piece of paper that had a question mark on it, just in case he needed it. If someone asked him something he didn't know the answer to, which seemed to happen more often than not, he liked to hold up the paper with the question mark as a response. His parents found this habit particularly irksome. I don't know. Did you finish your homework? His mother would ask him. I don't know. Would just hold up the question mark, which peeved his mother. The other goops weren't big fans of this sort of behavior either. They loved it when there was a little hocus pocus in the air with I don't know. But when things got murky, it was difficult to stay patient. I don't know. What time shall I meet you at the park? Coraline would ask. I don't know would just hold up his question mark sign in response. This would send Coraline waving his tiny sword about as if ready for battle. Bukatashi didn't seem to mind I don't know's lack of answers. She almost always had her nose in a book. In particular, her book of magic that she carried with her. Bukatashi and I don't know always created a kind of wizardry when they were together. I don't know brought his hocus pocus and Bukatashi brought her book of magic. The two of them were explorers and they brought out the adventurous side in each other. On the night of a full moon, they set off to explore a mysterious house standing all alone, high on a hill, in Goop World. There were rumors the house was haunted. I'm not scared, proclaimed Adarno boldly. Neither am I, responded Bukatashi. I have my book of magic. Upon hearing this, Adarno held up his question mark sign as if it were a shield, and Bukatashi burst out laughing. <laughs> as the sun set and the moon rose in the sky, the two of them approached the haunted house. Do you think anyone is here? Whispered Bukatashi. I don't know, responded I don't know. Bukatashi was hoping for a more concrete answer, and she began to feel a little panicky. There was a stone pathway and small footbridge leading to the house. The two of them stopped on the footbridge and looked up at the house. A light flickered in one of the windows and Bukatashi's heart raced. Did you see that? She asked, I don't know. I don't know, said I don't know, who had in fact seen the flickering light but was too scared to say so. Everything was scarier now that it was nightfall. Bukatashi began to flip through her magic book, hoping to find a spell that would calm her down. Just reading her book made her feel safer. Adano wasn't feeling very brave, but he didn't want to let Bukatashi down. So he crossed the footbridge and walked closer to the house, almost 
as if he were in a trance. Bukatashi watched as, I don't know, walked all the way up the front steps. Then he slowly raised his hand and knocked on the door and took a step back. Ever so slowly, the front door creaked open and a flickering light came from inside. I don't know, stood very still, staring up at the door. He didn't move a muscle. Bukatashi could hardly stand it. So she called out in a whisper, Who is it? Who's there? Uh, I don't know, replied I don't know in a shaky voice. At that exact moment, a gust of wind swept through the air and carried, I don't know, inside the front door of the haunted house. Bukatashi watched as the door shut behind him. Chapter Two I don't know, heard the door slam, and suddenly he was in a very cold, dark, and damp place. He felt stone beneath his feet. As his eyes adjusted to the light, he saw small flickering lights hanging above him that followed a column pattern. Wherever he was, it was not the old haunted house. This place had a very different feel. I don't know was brave and adventurous by nature. So instead of feeling scared by his new surroundings, he felt invigorated and ready to explore. As he walked around, he discovered that he was in a massive subterranean complex with no daylight. There were rows and rows of columns and lots of water. I don't know, crossed over walkways that were surrounded by pools of water. Hello? Anybody here? He called out as he cupped his hands over his mouth. His words echoed back to him as sounds easily bounced off the water. There was no response, so he tried again. Hello, hello, it's I don't know, he called. His words echoed back to him, but after the echo disappeared, I don't know heard a tiny splash in the water below him. He instantly turned and looked into an eerie gray pool of water with several columns emerging from it. At first glance, he didn't see anything. But as he watched the water, he saw a flash of silver that moved about through the pool. I don't know, trained his eyes on the silver. And soon, he deduced that it was a fish with silvery scales. The fish zoomed about the pool, left 
left and right and up and over the water. And then it appeared right in front of Arono, beneath his feet. The fish's head bobbed in and out of the water with its large eyes staring up at Arono. The two of them looked at each other in silence until finally the fish asked, What are you doing here? I don't know, replied I don't know. Let me try again, said the fish, and then continued, What is your name? I don't know, replied I don't know in earnest. At this, the fish raised one of his fish fins and said, Come on now. You don't know your own name? My name is I don't know, replied I don't know. Your name is I don't know, asked the fish in disbelief. Yes, it is. And I still don't know what I'm doing here, said I don't know. Well, I am glad we cleared up that much anyway, said the fish with a sigh. My name is Cezanne. That means carp in Turkish. In case you don't know, I am a carp, said Cezanne with a little <laughs> chuckle. Tremendous! I love carp, exclaimed I don't know. Cezanne swam backwards and said, I certainly hope you don't mean to eat me. I'm not available. I don't know called out, No, no! I have no plans to eat you. I just like you. You're good company, and I'm all alone. Cezanne came a bit closer and bulged out his eyes to study Arono's face. He wanted to make sure he was trustworthy. Okay, then, he said. I will trust you. I mean, at this point, I think you need me more than I need you. I don't know about that, but you're probably right. I don't even know where I am. Turkey? Cezanne then went on to tell I don't know that he was indeed in Turkey. He was in the Basilica Cistern beneath Istanbul. The Basilica Cistern was an enormous subterranean water filtration system built for the great palace of Constantinople. I don't know listened and scratched his head as he tried to remember what Miss Wigglebutt had said about Constantinople. He couldn't remember. Cezanne continued on and told him that Constantinople was taken over by the Turks and became Istanbul. There are three hundred and thirty-six columns here, said Cezanne proudly. I don't know, looked all around and let out a whistle. This place is amazing, he sighed. I know, said Cezanne. It has always been my home. There are a lot of other carp down here, but only one, Cezanne he said with a flick of his tail. I don't know thought about that for a moment. And then, 
held up his question mark sign in response. Cezanne just laughed. <laughs> I want to explore, exclaimed I don't know. Excellent. Just don't be fooled by those absurd fishermen over on the north end of the basilica. They have a well above ground to get water, and they love to drop down their fishing lines to try and catch me. It will never happen. I'm way too smart for them, said Cezanne smugly. I will keep away from the fishing lines, laughed I don't know. (laughs) And then there are, said Cezanne as his voice trailed off. There are what? asked I don't know with a catch in his throat. Cezanne looked around quietly as if to see if anyone was listening to him. And then he whispered, The Medusas. Chapter 3 I don't know, contorted his face in horror and said, The Medusas? You mean, like... Medusa with the snakes on her head? Cezanne nodded solemnly in the water. That there's more than one Medusa? Asked I don't know with trepidation. Yeah, replied Cezanne. Then he went on to tell I don't know that 336 columns of granite were used in the building of the Basilica Cistern, but that two of the columns were too short. In order to make the columns longer, two Medusa stone heads were brought in and placed beneath the columns to lengthen them. To achieve the perfect height one Medusa head was turned on her side, and the other was turned upside down. The columns were placed on top of the Medusas, and they were trapped. The Medusas were enraged over this decision, but they could not stop their placement. And now that they were beneath their columns, they could not move but they still lashed out in anger. What what do you mean they still lash out in anger? Asked I don't know, who was growing concerned. They're still very angry, especially the one that is upside down. They watch with their big stone eyes as visitors come to stare at them almost daily. The visitors can move about as they like and do what they want while the Medusas are trapped forever. The visitors take photos of them, marvel at them, and then leave them, said Cezanne. But what about the lashing out, persisted I don't know. I'm coming to that, said Cezanne. It is known amongst the carp fish 
that the Medusas use the snakes on their head when they are inciting. I have never witnessed it personally, but several of the carp have seen the snakes on the Medusas' heads come to life. Once, a snake went up the leg of a visitor that laughed at the Medusas and their cursed positions beneath the columns. The visitor screamed in terror as he pried the snake from his leg. When the others tried to help him, they saw nothing but the stone snakes on the head of the Medusa. Another time, a woman stepped over a chain-link barrier and leaned against the upside-down Medusa to pose for a photograph. A snake slithered up her neck, and the woman gasped and then fainted. No one could figure out what had happened, because the snake had turned to stone back on Medusa's head, continued Cezanne. As he listened to Cezanne tell the story of the Medusas, I don't know, went into a trance where he couldn't think straight and everything felt murky and unclear. Cezanne looked at him strangely and then went on. They leave the carp alone. They know we won't bother them and that we all live down here together in the depths of the Basilica Cistern, he said. I would steer clear of them and don't look them in the eye. Can you do that? asked Cezanne. I don't know, replied I don't know. You don't know? asked Cezanne in astonishment. I don't know, just held up his little question mark sign. He was beginning to feel overwhelmed. And that is what he did when he didn't know what else to do. Then he wandered away from the pool that Cezanne was in and began to explore the Basilica Cistern. Cezanne watched him go, too stunned to say anything. The Basilica Cistern was eerily beautiful with mesmerizing pools of water that reflected the lights hanging above. Adorno walked up and down the pillared walkways held up by the columns as dim lights led the way. Occasionally, he heard a carp splashing in one of the pools and he would look down at it. As he walked along, he noticed how different some of the columns were. They were definitely not all the same. He came upon one that was beautifully carved in a teardrop pattern. I don't know, reached out and touched one of the stone teardrops. It felt smooth and bumpy. He ran his little hand over it, feeling the column up and down as if he were reading it. And then he heard a voice came the whisper. 
I don't know, stood ever so still. And then he slowly ran his hand over the teardrop column again. He heard it again as the word bounced off the water from the pool below. Careful, repeated I don't know as he gazed at the column. The voice came again. Careful, there is a snake behind you in the pool. Chapter Four Adono's entire body tensed. He felt every muscle from his toes to his head tighten instantly. He couldn't move. He felt sure that if he turned around and looked at the snake, he would give himself away so he didn't flinch. I don't know, didn't know how long he stood there, but it felt like forever. A bead of sweat rolled from his forehead and down into his eye. And finally, when I don't know, didn't think he could stand it anymore, he ever so slowly lifted his arm to wipe his eyes. It was at that exact moment that he heard a hissing sound right behind him. Whispered the column. I don't know, didn't need to be told twice, and he didn't need to look back. He knew what was behind him. He ran just as the snake arched its back and lashed out, narrowly missing. I don't know. I don't know, tore down a stone walkway as fast as his little legs could carry him one foot after another. He ran and ran until he was deep in the depths of the Basilica Cistern. He had no idea where he was. Gone was the teardrop column. Gone was Cezanne. And gone was the hissing snake. They had all been replaced by a very dark corner of the Basilica Cistern that felt lonely and eerie. When I don't know finally stopped running, he bent over and breathed heavily. (sighs) It was in this position that he felt something tap his back. He froze. Could a snake somehow have gotten up on his back without him seeing it? He didn't think so. Then he felt it again. And this time, it was right near his shirt collar. I don't know, glanced at his shoulder and saw a large hook dangling from a fishing line, making its way into his shirt. He was horrified. He was below the fishing hole that Cezanne had spoken of. I don't know, pulled at the line and removed it from his shirt and quickly moved away. 
There was a big commotion of chatter and noise coming from above. But I don't know, couldn't see anything in the darkness. Fishing line began to move about, swinging left and right as if it were looking for him. I don't know, quickly ducked beneath it and started to run again. He ran and ran down the stone pavement with no idea where he was going. But he was in a panic and just needed to get as far away from the fishing hole as possible. When he felt like he could go no further, I don't know stopped and curled into a ball on the pavement. Everything okay? Asked a familiar voice. I don't know looked up to see Cezanne bobbing up and down in the pool near him. He looked at Cezanne and then held up his question mark sign, as if to say, I don't know. Cezanne waited a moment and then spoke. You're going to have to stop saying, I don't know, and start making some decisions if you want to get out of here, he said calmly. Do you want to get out of here? Continued Cezanne. I don't know, looked at him. He was still halfway in his trance state. He opened his mouth and started in on his default answer. I don't, and then he stopped. I don't know, stood up, straightened his shoulders, looked Cezanne in the eye, and said, yes, I want to get out of here. What do I need to do? That's more like it, replied Cezanne. Now you're ready. Cezanne then told, I don't know, that there was a small hidden portal behind the upside down Medusa. It would be, I don't know's way out of the Basilica cistern. Behind the upside down Medusa? Asked I don't know. Yes, behind her. Are you willing to go behind her if I help you? Asked Cezanne. I'd. Yes, yes, I am, said I don't know as he stood up a little taller. Cezanne then told I don't know his plan and said, Follow me. I don't know walked along the cool, hard pathways as Cezanne jumped from pool to pool beside him and led him towards the Medusas. Finally, they could see the upside-down Medusa in the distance. Her wide eyes were staring out at them in a daze. Both Cezanne and I don't know moved a little closer, and as they did, they heard a hissing sound coming from Medusa's head, and a snake began to move. Cezanne shot a look at I don't know, as if to say, Remember the plan. I don't know stayed still as Cezanne hopped out into the middle of the pool and began to jump in and out of the water faster and faster. He danced across the surface as the lights sparkled down on him. The snake became enraptured with Cezanne's dance and began to follow his movements. As the snake pirouetted across the water with Cezanne, I don't know, 
slid along the pathway in silence until he was behind the Medusa, where he felt for a black hole, the entry to the portal. He crept into the hole and slid down a dark, wet tunnel for what seemed like a very long time. When he finally emerged, he was blinded by the sunlight streaming through his bedroom window. I don't know, stood up and shook himself off. He had really done it. I must go tell Bukatashi about the Medusas in the Basilica cistern, he exclaimed as he headed toward his bedroom door. But Bukatashi was nowhere to be found. She was looking for a hidden book in Bhutan. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, I hope you enjoyed today's story. And I just want to take a couple moments to thank all of those who have written in or left a voicemail recently. Elijah, Theo, Micah, Simon, Nazali, Miron, Ishan, Emily, Elikat, Brielle, and Jordan. Thank you so much for writing in and leaving a review or a voice message. I love reading all your comments. I love reading the reviews. And I love all these new reviews that are coming in because of the contest. So remember, if you want to meet with me on Zoom or on a video call to workshop your goop, tell me your goop idea and all the details around your goop story, and then have it written as a story for our Halloween special, do not forget to enter the contest. Just go to gooptales.com forward slash Halloween because I want to meet with you. Now I'm going to read this review that just came in. It's titled A Very Long Review from Mia, but it's not too long. Mia, it's very, very sweet and I loved it, so I'm going to read it. It says, Hi, Maria. It's a girl named Mia. I am 12 and I still listen to Goop Tales. They are fun and inspirational and educational. I love it. Keep up the good work. P.S. Please read this review out loud in your next podcast. I wanted to comment on how hard you work for this podcast and all the research you do. I am a young author, and when I write stories, I like to research too. I like hearing about real places a lot. I like learning about the world around me. I love the podcast, and I like how encouraging you are. I have no negative thoughts about your stories. Love a goop tale lover. Mia, thank you so much. I love your reviews. And I love that you're a young author and you like research and just learning about the world around you because that is what inspires me. I am a world traveler. I love to travel and I hope that I inspire you listeners to want to learn more about this amazing world we live in, all the different planets, the countries, the cultures. There is just an endless amount, it seems. I think I'm never going to run out of ideas for Goop Tales. And a lot of that is thanks to all of you. So thank you, Mia. Now, if you have a goop idea that you want to share with me, just ask a grown-up to help you help you send it on over. You can do it through a voice message if you go to gooptales.com. And on the right side of the screen, you're going to see a green button that says, leave a 90-second voice message for Maria. 
And if you send in a voice message, not only are you probably going to hear back from me because I listen to every single one, but if we end up choosing your goop for a story, we might even play your voice message on the podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode, I Don't Know, and the Medusas of the Basilica Cistern. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed writing and narrating it for you. And don't forget to visit gooptales.com forward slash episode 95 to get Autono's coloring page. And once you draw it, make sure to put it on social media and tag at gooptales because I want to see it. And remember, the Halloween contest. Hopefully I get to meet you in person. Or not in person, but on a video call, which is as close as, as we can get these days. So I think it's pretty good. Just go to gooptails.com forward slash Halloween to enter. And I will see you in the next Gooptails.